All right. Well, good evening, everybody. Come on in. Grab a seat. Time for church to start. It's good to see you tonight. How many of you are glad to be able to come to the house of the Lord on Wednesday night every week? Anybody? Good. Well, I'm glad you're here with us. I'm excited for tonight, uh, but before we get to our guest speakers and everything's going to be happening in just a little bit, every time we come together, our priority is to worship Jesus. Amen? It's our heart that overflows in thanksgiving for the things that he has done. How many of you are grateful for being saved? His mercy, his grace, amen. All the things that he provides because he is who he is, so we worship him, amen. Now, the kids are with us for worship tonight, so as soon as we're done, they can dismiss for kids' church, but they're with us right now. So kids, make sure you're with mom and dad, all right? That's kind of important for this time. But how about I stand up on your feet and let's spend time worshiping Jesus together tonight. Your face, 
Satan fall like lightning And I saw darkness run for cover But the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven And I believe in signs and wonders resurrection power Still the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven And my praise belongs to you forever This is my testimony from death to life Grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Together, sons and daughters, by with blood and washed in water, and sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started, and our God will finish what He started. This is my testimony. From there to life, cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Then you're not done And greater things are still to come Oh, I believe If I'm not dead, then you're not done And greater things are still to come testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony oh I'm alive this is my testimony from death to life Grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. You are my testimony.
praise God this evening. Give a hand clap for the Lord. Go around and greet your family of faith. Get to know someone new you haven't talked to yet and just say hi. Man, we'll give everybody a chance to get their kids checked in downstairs. All right. So um, as we're waiting for that, we are going to take up tithe and offering. If you do have something to give, offering envelopes are in the chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around and, and the ushers will help you out. Uh, while we're doing that, don't forget, uh, if you are participating in Operation Christmas Child with the shoeboxes, these are due this coming Sunday. All right. So if you have questions about that. Please see Bill and Patsy. They'll help you out. Also, this Saturday is the uh, bowling fundraiser for the Sycamore House. So the Sycamore House does a wonderful work here in town. We support them. Uh, if you're interested in that and need more details, you can see Mike. Mike, wave your hand around. Okay, that's this Saturday. So uh, please see him for details. And we'll give everybody just a second to get their kids checked in. But it's good to see you tonight. And I'm excited for our guest speakers tonight. I'm going to have them introduced to you in just a moment. But we are going to take up our tithe and offering. Just remember, when we have guest speaker from outside the Only Believe Pastoral Network, we always take up an offering for the guest speakers. So normal tithe and offering in just a second. And then uh, in a few moments, Eric Smith's going to come and tell you about some things. And then actually, the, the, the offering for the guest speakers tonight, they don't want it for themselves. They want it towards something that they're doing. So they're going to tell you about that in just a minute. So let me pray over your tithe and offering. So if you have something, you can bring it down and you can put it in the bucket on my right or your left, and we'll leave that one for the guest speaker thing. So Lord, we thank you uh, for an opportunity to continue in our worship tonight. Lord, we know our giving is holy unto you. The tithe is holy unto you, Lord. And we, we give because, well, you're God and you're a provider. And the countless times, Lord, that you made a way where there seemed to be no way, Lord. We thank you for that. And we thank you for the, the increase of provision, Lord. And we give in response to your goodness tonight, Lord. And you, you are just so wonderful, so good to us. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. So if you have something, you can bring it down. Or as always happens, Mike collects it from you, and he brings it down for you. All right. But it's good to see you tonight. Now, um, what I'm going to do is, we're going to have Eric Smith come, and a lot of you know Eric, but if you don't know Eric, Eric is the administrator of the Botkins Campus Only Believe Church. He also is director of Peter Dosick Ministries, though pastor has passed on. It's going to continue going, and Eric uh, oversees that, and, and I uh, have so much respect for Eric, not only what he does here at the church, but he's been traveling overseas for 20-some years, and they've seen millions of souls saved, and actually connections with our guest speakers tonight is due to his travels, and uh, Eric has done a, a wonderful work, and I know we talk about pastor and what he has done, but it doesn't happen without Eric, and Eric's heart for souls is just as big as pastor's heart for souls was. That's why it's going to continue, even though pastor's not here, 
Amen. So I'm going to turn it over to Eric. So Eric's going to not only tell you about the, the uh, guest speaker offering, but he's also going to introduce our speakers in just a moment. So everybody give Eric a hand as he comes up tonight. Thank you, Pastor Kyle. It's an honor to be here tonight in Urbana, believing God for great things tonight. Pastor John and Rachel have been ministering all over Ohio. I've been driving him from place to place. I feel like I have Pastor Joseph with me on my side. It's just we're going from place to place, preaching the gospel, seeing souls saved and seeing miracles take place. So we're very excited about tonight as well because we believe what God did last night and the night before that, the night before that, God's going to do here in Urbana as well. So I hope you came expecting a miracle. I hope you have, whatever you have need of, I know God's going to touch you in a big way. It's, it's an honor to be here. We love Pastor Kyle and Pastor Margo. Obviously, they were longtime pastors of our church there. Uh, in Bakken's amazing men of God, woman of God, just man of prayer, man of going after God, and um, so excited to see what God's doing here in Urbana through these, uh, this great couple. Um, as Pastor Kyle mentioned, we are going to receive, normally you receive an offering after the minister speaks, right, so you get a chance to get an idea of what to expect and the results and all that, but I know Pastor John and Pastor Rachel have a message in season for you tonight, so what we're going to do is a little bit different. We're going to receive a, a, an offering for Pastors John and Rachel, and to give you a little understanding of what this couple is about, I've been to Pakistan six times personally in the last, in the last uh, six years. I was just in Pakistan when Lulu and Pastor Dosik went to heaven. I was in Pakistan. And we saw in that crusade just a few weeks ago, 62,682 people come to Christ in the second largest Muslim nation in the entire world. It is, it is mind-blowing to see what God is doing over there. And in those six crusades that I've been a part of, we have seen 398,898 people come to Christ in six meetings that we've done in the last four years. So it's amazing to see the harvest. Um, the, the fields are truly white in the harvest in that nation. Now, it seems weird, but, you know, we do a lot. We do a big, big preparation to keep everyone safe. We bus people in by the hundreds and hundreds of buses, and we see tens of thousands, sometimes upwards of 100-plus thousand people in front of us. And it's just amazing to see when you give the altar call, just to see hands going up. It almost feels like wind goes up, so many hands go up in the air. And then Pastor John and Pastor Rachel and their team work very hard to get those people into churches uh, as soon as they come to Christ. So we make sure the fruit doesn't fall by the wayside. So, you know, this, this couple has launched uh, what they call Consuming Fire Church, great name for a church, right, in Lahore, Pakistan. Uh, they have already outgrown their building. They just built a building. It's already full. They have people literally, you know, in Pakistan, we, they don't have fire codes like we have in America. You know, we have nice aisles and, you know, good spacing at our seating. In Pakistan... Uh, I was just there again a few weeks ago, and literally, I am sitting on the side, and there's people sitting in front of me because every square inch of that building has people either sitting or on the floor, and there you have people already downstairs on the very lowest level, which is like the parking garage, but they have rugs down there, big screen TV, so literally thousands upon thousands of people are coming to the church in Lahore, and they love winning souls. They're soul winners. Uh, this couple, I've been to 56 countries of the world. Uh, I've seen, I think, close to 35.6 million people come to Christ through things we've done around the world in 28 years. Um, and um, I don't know a couple that works any harder in the world today than John and Rachel Javed. Uh, they work 20 hours a week, or 20 hours a day, seven days a week. I, I got that wrong. So roughly 140 hours is their work week on a normal week. Um, and I talk to them, it will be 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, their time, and they're just, I said, Pastor John, Pastor Rachel, aren't you sleeping? No, 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 brother, we got to do this. What are we going to do that? So um, I, I say that because I have such great respect for this couple. And I, as, you, as, 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 as Kylan mentioned, I just share with you, I've lived in all over the world. I've been privileged to work with some of the most wonderful ministries literally in the world today, including Pastor Dosek. And um, I just love what they're doing for the kingdom. So I say all to say this, that um, tonight, you're in for a treat. 
Uh, they could be literally in front of 100,000 people in a city in Pakistan, but they chose to be in Urbana tonight so they could bless you with the Word of God. So I hope you're ready to receive. Tonight as we receive an offering, besides all those big crusades and the 6,000 churches they oversee and the orphanages they build and the water wells they dig for, for people so they can drink clean drinking water for the first time, I was in a brick kiln in Pakistan just a few weeks ago. And in America, we can't fathom what I'm about to tell you, so I just, I'm going to try to say it slow so you can comprehend this. But in Pakistan, they literally have people living in modern-day slavery still today. Hundreds of thousands of Pakistanis live in slavery, and what happens is this. Um, uh, you, you get a family that, uh, that has maybe a spouse has an issue. And, and, and what happens is brick owners come to them and say, listen, we'll help you. We'll give you money. In Pakistan, if you have no money, you get no medical treatment. You will literally die on the street outside the hospital. If you can't pay for service, you don't get treated. Well, these, these brick hill owners come along and say, you know what? We'll help you. They're like loan sharks. That's exactly what they are. They charge unreasonable amounts of interest. And what I like to do is put a couple of families, if we could, team, uh, on the screen, potentially behind me or in front of me. Um, I'm just going to give you a little story about just a couple families. Okay, so this family behind me right now, this is, this is Warris, and his wife's name is Tahira. And of course, they're, they're, uh, they're two beautiful children. Here's their story. Uh, um, they have been on this brick kiln for 18 years, 18 years. Uh, their father took a loan uh, and died. And what happens is because, because he had a heart trouble, um, he, he got a loan for 60 U.S. dollars, 6 zero, okay, to have heart issues repaired. He now owes because of, of interest. And, and this un-oppressing aspect that they have to produce all these bricks. They have to produce a minimum of 1,000 bricks every single day. 1,000 bricks. This is by hand. This is them getting the clay together, putting together, putting the form, popping their, you know, letting go into a, to a kiln. It is, it's, it's, there's no way they can ever keep up. This family now owes $1,820 on a $60 loan. $1,820. And, and they've been on this property now for... 18 years because they're never going to pay it. $1,820 is a lot of money in America, right? In Pakistan, that might be, that's, that's just probably equivalent to like 2 million U.S. dollars. They'll, they'll, never, they'll never be able to pay it. And I visited their houses. So I went to their house a few weeks ago. The house for these families literally are smaller than the stage. And there's no electricity. You, have, you see a small little bed for the, for the husband and wife. The kids sleep on the floor. It's all dirt. It really breaks your heart. These are Christians. These are Christian people that are, that are, that are being oppressed. And many of these families are being beaten and tortured. And I'm not going to get too graphic, but I've, I have unfortunately have seen pictures where hands have been cut off, arms have been cut off. And I think to myself, why would you do that? If you cut the arm off, how are they going to make more bricks? That doesn't make any sense. But they're trying, to, they're, trying to, they're trying to tell the other people, if you don't work, this is what's going to happen to you. It's brutal. It's brutality. So what John and Rachel, Pastor John and Pastor Rachel have been doing is this. They take these families off these brook kilns. They rescue them. And they give them vocational training. They are, they're teaching them a skill so when they leave brick kilns, can you imagine being on a brick kiln for 18? Some of these people have brick kilns for 40, 50 years. They know nothing else but making bricks. They don't know how to do anything else. They take them alongside. They put them to a safe house, and they give them training for several months. They give them two months worth of groceries and give them a better chance at life. And some of these people now become evangelists. They become pastors. So it's amazing to see what they're doing in America. What I'm saying is almost unfathomable. We can't imagine this would happen. You would think, why would the government step in? It's like the mafia. They look the other way. They just look the other way. We have one more family I want to show you. Uh, this is, this is uh, Raya's, and, and his wife's name is Saba, and they're two, uh, they're actually, they're four, uh, they're, they're children as well. Um, they've been on a brick kiln for 19 years. 
Raya's mother had taken a loan and she died. And guess what? When you die, you pay the price. So if her child had to pay the price for the mother because she took the loan. And it's, it's transferable. So that's what happens from generation to, can you imagine, some people have been on these brick kilns for 80 years. So from generation, 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 take a loan for $5, $15, and next thing you know, they owe $1,800, you know, $2,000. This family owes $1,790 to, to free these families. So what Pastor John and Pastor Rachel want to do, whatever comes into the offering tonight, uh, they want to try to rescue a family. So, I mean, I just, we, as always, as Pastor Callum, Pastor Mark would say, just pray. Pray about what God might ask you to do. If he asks you to give a dollar, give a dollar. Yes, give $10, give 10 Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Someone might be able to do something in a big fashion to help a family. Just know tonight, every dollar that comes in will go towards rescuing a family, Lord willing, from a brick kiln. And what we'll do is um, I'll make sure if we have funds come in, which I'm sure we will, I'll make sure we give uh, Pastor Kyle and Pastor Margo a report when that family gets rescued. Pastor John and Rachel are great about that. So you get a chance to know what happened to them, what they're doing now. So you kind of get a chance to kind of know what's going on with their story. So um, would you all believe with me tonight that we can rescue maybe at least one family tonight and get them, you know, give them a better chance at life? Amen? Amen. So let's, let's do this. I know you guys typically uh, pass out the envelopes. Pastor Colin? Okay, so you got, you got, you got, you got the uh, envelopes right in front of you. Uh, I'm just going to, I guess, pray. So okay if I pray, Pastor Colin? And then I'll have Pastor John and Pastor Rachel come up. So let's pray tonight. Father, I thank you, God, for this opportunity that we can sow. Lord, you tell us that we're blessed to be a blessing. Father, I thank you for the blessings you've given us. And, Father, I just thank you, God, tonight as people are, are, are going to be able to sow into this opportunity to rescue families from these brick kilns and the brutality that the, these, these Christians are facing. Father, I thank you, God, for just moving on people's hearts. And I thank you, God, for every dollar that's sown. God, you're going to bring it back to people, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Father, we thank you, God, for doing this. We just give you praise for it. Thank you tonight for moving by your spirit and for touching people's lives in a powerful way as well. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen. amen. So should we receive the offering, Pastor? Okay, so I guess, I guess we'll have Pastor Cowan hold the bucket. And if you'd like to sow into it, you're welcome to do that. Looks like you have some great ushers, Pastor Cowan. Uh, in Bakken's campus, we actually make the people come forward, so you guys get to sit. It's good. You, you, you get more. Yeah, that's what I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You got some great ushers, Pastor Kevin. You really do. This is really good. Thank you for your giving tonight, everyone. Thank you so much. All right. So what we're gonna, what I'm gonna do right now is introduce have Pastor Pastors John and Rachel come up right now. Uh, again, I don't want to say too much more of what I said. They wouldn't say what I said about you. That's why I got ahead of them because they're so humble. You would never know they, who they are. They, they love Christ with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. They have three beautiful children. I know their mother. I know Pastor John's mother, his father, his sister. I, I've known this family, and I see the way they live. They are so frugal for the kingdom, and they're touching literally millions of people. Millions of people are coming to Christ. Their TV network goes into 182 nations of the world. 182 nations of the world. Think about that. 24 hours a day, seven days a week from the nation of Pakistan. We're not talking about America. We're talking about Pakistan. And the, and the signal's going out through satellite, through Roku, through Apple. So if you guys ever want to check out the station, you can go to kingtelevision.tv. Kingtelevision.tv. You can check out the station there. But, um, again, wonderful couple. Get ready tonight, uh, Urbana. Pastors John, Pastor Rich, if you would, come forward. And give a warm welcome if you would. And, and just so you know, Pastor Rachel is going to interpret and introduce, so none of us will understand it, just so we'll get ready for that. But the beauty of this is that they want to take the service from today and put it on King Television. So 
Uh, just know uh, you guys might want to wave at the camera because you'll have about five, 10, 10 million people watching you potentially here in, uh, in just a couple of days. So anyway, here we go. Pastor John, Pastor Rachel. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. In Pakistan, it's good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so we greet you from Pakistan. We are so grateful to Pastor Kyle and his beautiful wife. Uh, they give us the opportunity to share the gospel. And why I want to tell you about Pakistan. Pakistan is the second largest Islamic country in the world. So there is uh, all Muslim people and more than less one person? Yeah. One person, at least are Christian people. But we are so blessed that God chose us from Pakistan for the nation and sharing the word of God in a second largest country in Pakistan. That is an Islamic country. Hallelujah. We give all glory to God. So this is Pastor John Turn. Thank you, Rachel. Are you ready to hear the gospel tonight? Amen. Amen. And I believe God will shift your life tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor, for giving us opportunity. May God bless you and God will use you more and more. I want to say, let's help me to appreciate your pastor in the house. Let's give the best praise Amen. for the leader. It's a good thing. You know, God has, God has pointed man of faith and the woman of faith in the house for the reason. And you are here for the reason. You know, God bless you. And I pray God will anoint your life. God will bless your household. And you will see the growth in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to say thank you, Brother Eric, as well, for helping yes. us. Great yes, man of faith, serving Lord faithfully. And uh, I really honor you that you are in the house tonight. Yes. And uh, we are ready to go. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready, church? Yes. So you're going to receive a double portion in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen, Rachel. Yeah. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> Amen. For dinner. Amen. <laughs> I want the to blessings. talk about. <laughs> yeah. Appetizer or main course? For main course. <laughs> Amen. So let's let's eat the main course. Amen. 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 I want to talk about the power of the prayer. There is a power and the authority in the prayer. There is something in the prayers that believers miss. I want to reveal that secret of the prayer. That's why I give the title, there is a power in your prayer. There is a authority in your prayers. When you will pray, God change the atmosphere. When you pray, God change the circumstances. When you pray, God will change your character. When you pray, God will change your spirit. When you pray, God will change your household. When you pray, God will restore your life. When you pray, God will bless your soul. Amen. There is a power in your prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. God is ready to bless his people. The Bible says, my God, 
He never tired. He never sleep. He always hear his people. He is always ready to bless his people. He is always working. When the things look like nothing is going to take place, my God is keep working. Amen. The God is always stand when righteous step in. And when righteous pray, the Bible says God opened the heaven. When righteous pray, God make the way. When righteous pray, God divided the sea. When righteous pray, the earth produced the blessing for the righteous. When righteous pray, God sent the blessing from the fourth corner of the world. There is something in your prayers. And I want to declare it tonight. There is a power in your prayer. I didn't say there is a power. I said there is a power in your prayer. Hallelujah. You will see those things that you never seen before. And that is through the prayer. You see the breakthrough that you never seen before. That take place through the prayer. We see the history of the Bible. Whenever righteous pray, God changed the things. When righteous pray, God opened the heaven. Elijah prayed to God. And God blessed the earth. Abraham prayed to God. And God blessed the nations. Amen. Are you with me people? Let's go in the Bible. The Bible says, let's go to Psalm 81, verse number 10, declare. 81. And verse 10. Very powerful. I am the Lord, the God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open the mouth wide and I will fill it. Amen. Amen. God said, open your mouth and I will fill it. I am the God who bring you out from the Egypt. What is happening with Israel in the Egypt? They were in the darkness, the dark period of the Israel. When they were depressed, when they were hopeless, when there was nobody to help them, when they were facing persecution, abused. The dark period of their life, the dark period of their generation. And God declared here, I am the God who take you out. God is reminding the Christians today. I am the God who take you out from your problem. I am the God who take you out from your dark period. I am the God who change your circumstances. I am the God. I bless you. I created you. I pointed you. 
I raise you. I make you. I am your God. When you was depressed, when you was hopeless, when there was nobody loves you, when you was rejected, when you was abused, when you was persecuted, when you was facing trials, when you was facing there is nothing going to take place, when you were thinking every door is shut down, when you were thinking that is my luck, to stay poor, to stay depressed, to stay in a pain, oh there is no miracle for my life, God is declaring you, God is revealing to you, my son and my daughter, I am your God, and I take you out from that. Remember this. There is no power who can take you out from this. I am the God. As I take out Israel, when there were dark period of their life, I take you out from your circumstances. Now, open your mouth. Ask me. And I will bless you. I will fill you. I will bless you of every sector of your life. And you will lack nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember when God bless somebody. He will not bless with a little. Hello. Important thing. When God blessed somebody, he didn't give a little blessing. Are you taking me, church? No. The Bible says, God bless abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, seek his kingdom first. And everything will add it to your life. Everything means everything. Everything that you desire. Everything that you think. Everything that you are looking. Everything that you are thinking you need to have. God is giving to you. Hallelujah. Are you taking me people? There is a power in your prayers. Amen. If you are with me, then we will move forward. If not, then we will pray for you. Amen. Let's go in the Bible. Let's go to Mark chapter number 11, verse number 20 declare, 24, declare that. Very powerful. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask for in prayer, whatever come out from your mouth, what is a prayer believer? 
What is a prayer? Question mark. You know, many people, when pastor said to them, oh, Brother James will come and pray. Brother James is shaking on his seat because he don't know how to pray. You know, prayer is not a written thing that you need to write it down and memorize it's not like you need a fancy words and heavy words, loaded words, you know. Prayer is the conversation that comes through your heart. As you talk with your best friend, as you talk with your wife, as you talk with your husband, as you talk with your brother, as you talk with your sister, simple conversation. When you come in the presence of God and said to God, God, I need a car. I don't have a car. Father, I don't have a fuel. Father, I don't know how to pay the bill of my school. I don't know how to pay the bill of my house. Your conversation with God, your communication with God, is a prayer. Prayer is not a different thing. You know, it's not a memorizable thing. Everything that comes through your heart. Amen. The good thing about the Christianity is, it's not a religion. God said he is our father. And anyone who received Christ as a Lord, as a Savior, he is his child. As your child come to you, for every little need, you know, Mama, I need a cycle. Mama, I need a bicycle. You know, I need a new clothes. I need a food. Every little need we come to our parents. Even we grow up, we still love our parents. We still communicate, demand on oh, from our parents. Are you taking me? Your conversation, your relationship. Our God never treat us like a God. You know, he loves us as a father. That's why the preacher said, Christianity is not a religion. It's the name of the relationship. Relationship with God. You know, hello. Done? No. It's very important to understand how the prayer works. You know, this is very important to know what is a prayer. How I need to pray. How I need to, need to, 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 to pray to God. 
Does I need to persecute myself to receive something? Does I need to take a pain to receive something from God? Does I need to sacrifice something? No, my God is not demanding it. My God is not asking a sacrifices. What he is demanding. You. All of you. Not your one side. Not your little heart. He wants you. The Bible says he's still looking those who worship him with the spirit and the truth. You know, with the spirit, with the truth, with your body, with your mind. Are you taking me, church? God wants you to hold of you. Amen. When you are with God, when you are rooted with God, then whatever you ask for in prayer, God will fill it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, very few claps. Let's do it one more time. There is a power in the prayers of the church. When Peter was in the prison, the Bible says the church was praying for Peter. See the impact of the prayer. See the range of the prayer. When we, people love shooting here. You know, we want to buy the gun that have a longer range. Is, is it true? You know, when we want to hunt a deer or something, we need a good gun to shoot long range. Hello? No? If you don't like shooting, then I will change my topic. <laughs> I just did it. That's why I'm giving example. Everybody, they love shooting. So we see the good gun that have a long range. See the range of the prayer. He was in the chains in the prison. The church was praying for the Peter. And the power and the range of the prayer. While they were praying, the angel appeared right in the prison. And the chains are open his tree. That is the power of the prayers of the believers. That is the range of the power of the prayers of the believers. You pray here. God changed things in Australia. Long shot. You know, long range. You pray here. God is changing souls in Pakistan. You know, you are praying for your friend here. Maybe he's in a hospital. You are present in your house. You are present in a church. God is healing him in the hospital. Range of the prayer. The power of the prayer. Hello. Happy Christmas. 
Yep. I love New Year. I love Christmas. I love Easter. Very important. I tell my people. This world is protected by the ozone layer. Scientists said if there is no ozone layer around our world, this world will be destroyed by ultraviolet rays. Did you read that in your school? No? Oh, I see a lot of geographic, I think. You know. I tell my people. I said, when you pray, God create the shell around you. Every time you pray, this shell becomes stronger and stronger around you. And when Satan tries to touch you, he is unable to touch you. Because there is the blood of Jesus around you. That is the power of the prayer. That is the authority of the prayer. The prayer is a protection. But I tell my church, I said if you never prayed, what happened? There is holes start creating in that shell. And then Satan attack on your life. Then he attack on your family. Then he attack on your body. Because we are giving him a way to enter. Are you taking me? I teach my church to pray every three, three hours. So you can pray more. This shall will become more stronger and stronger. Amen. So you will be protected by the Lord. Amen. Satan is very clever. He knew the Bible. He come to Jesus. He said, if you will bow to me, I will give you everything. It's mean he knew the word. He knew how he need to attack on your life. He knew how to play with your mind. But you are chosen by God. You are designed by God. You are you are pointed by God. Amen. Satan cannot have you. If you will don't allow him. Amen. Let me do this one more time. <laughs> Very important people. I love this story. Oh, Pastor David Yangecho. He prayed to God. He said, God, I need a table. I need a cycle. And I need a chair. He said, I pray and I forget that. One day he was coming back from the church. And one storm take place. He fell down in a mud. And he start crying to God. He say, God, I love you with the spirit and truth. I serve you with my spirit. Lord, I'm preaching your gospel. Lord, I'm preaching day and night. I ask you for three things. But you never give me. 
God, you don't love me. You don't care me. He come to his house and he cried to God. He said, God, you don't love me. You said you are my son. And I pray to you. I just ask you three little things. But you never give me. God appeared right into the room. And he said to David, my son David. David was shocked. He said, where the sound is coming from? David, God said to David, I'm your Lord. I'm your father. I'm talking to you. I already give you those things. David got excited. Early morning he went to the church. He tells the church. He said, church, do you know God blessed me with the table, chair and the cycle? Church was shocked. Church said, oh, our pastor is very poor. How he got the table, chair and the cycle? There was a three naughty boys in the congregation. After the meeting, they stopped Pastor David. They said, Pastor David, we want to see those things. David got trouble. He said, son, let's go home. So he take them to the house. And as he opened the door, these boys will start looking those things. They say, pastor, where is table? Where is cycle? You speak lie to the church. David said to them, my children, I want to ask you three questions. And then I will show you those things. They said, yes, pastor. First question David asked to them on that day. He said, where you was before taking the birth? Listen, church. He said, where you was before taking the birth? The first kid replied to David. He said, pastor, I was in my mother's womb. Second question on that day. He said, what he was doing over there. Second kid replied. He said, pastor, I was growing. Third question on that day. To the third child. He said, how many months? Third kid replied to David. He said, Pastor, nine months. David said to them, same like that. These things are growing in me. These boys was really naughty. They tell everybody. They said, our pastor is pregnant. Pastor David write in his book. He said, when I go out, people laugh on me. Children laugh on me. Women touch my belly and they laugh on me. Men laugh on me. He said, nine months, I was facing that issue. After nine months, 
I received the unknown call. A lady was on the call. And she said, are you David? And I said, yes, I'm David. She said, I have a brand new cycle table and the chair. And God said to me, give it to the David. David received after nine months what he prayed for. That is the power of the prayer. That is the power of the prayers of the believer. Sometimes it's looked like nothing is taking place. Sometimes it's looked like nothing is on our side. Sometimes it's looked like nobody loves me. But God never stop working. Amen. Hallelujah. This is how the prayers work. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Don't be give up. Because God is at your side. And the Bible says, when God is with you, who can be against you? There is a power and authority in your prayers. There is a power in your words. There is a power in the prayers that you do. When you bow down to the God, when you pray to the Lord, God never rejects your prayer. God never rejects your words. Because God loves you. If God don't love you, you will not be here. You will be maybe in the street drinking alcohol. Maybe you are in the party doing drugs and alcohol. But you are here because God loves you. You are here because God has encountered your life. When Paul was going to Damascus to kill his people, God has encountered Paul. And Paul was serving Lord with the spirit and the truth. People said to him, he's an earlier founder of the church. The person who was killing the Christian. Whenever he prayed, God revealed the miracle. Paul prayed and miracles taking place. Peter was going on through his shadow. The miracles are taking place. When people touch the clothes of the disciple, the miracles flow into the lives. That is the power of the prayers of the believers. Amen. My last thing and one minute. When you pray, the glory of the Lord come upon you. God turn your body into the altar. Oh, and the Bible says, fire always burn on the altar. The word said, your body is the temple of the Lord. You are a house of God. You are an altar of God. The glory come to your life. You look different. Your character is different. 
your style is different your personality is different you are different than other people because there is a glory of the God through your praise amen hallelujah you don't need a beauty salons you know you don't need to care because there is a glory of the Lord when Moses was in the presence of God when Moses was in the presence of God, he was full with the glory. He was hiding his face because there was a glory. Amen. And where there is a glory of God, there is a definitely miracle. Amen. So your prayers produce your miracle. Amen. Amen. Your prayers reflect your miracle. As strong as you are in prayer, your life will be a miracle life. Amen. May God bless you. God will anoint you. God will raise you. I pray his hand will never separate you. He will bless you. When you will be go out, you will become blessed. And when you will be come in, you will become blessed. In Jesus' name. I want to give an altar call in the house tonight. If you never receive Christ as a Lord, as a Savior. Maybe you are called yourself Christian. And your life is still in a sin. Maybe you are hiding a sin and not telling anybody. I want to tell you people, God loves you. You are here, it's not by accident. You are here because God bring you here. I tell you, Jesus loves you, but he don't like your sin. Take off your sin and let's hold the hand of Christ. If you want to give your life to Christ tonight, I want you to raise your hand or whatever. Let's close your eyes. If you want to give your life to Christ tonight, I want to see your right hand so I can pray for you. The last altar call in the house. If you did not receive Christ as a Lord, as a Savior, This is the right time. This is the right time to repent from your sin. This is the right time to give your life to Christ. This is the right time to see the breakthrough. You have to do nothing. Just need to pray. If you want to give your life to Christ, I want to see your hand. Let's pray. Father, I came in your presence. Lord, I knew that you are the Lord. Lord, I have did sin again. Lord, forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Lord, I will never do sin again. 
I commit my life to you. I confess through my mouth and I believe from my heart that Jesus is my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to pray for the healings. Let's stand up on your feet. And if you are sick, if you are